0: The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Kowal Investment Group and its staff. Kowal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040.
1: Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome, WISN's Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group is on the air with your host, Jeff. Jeff Kowal and Chauncey Wisensell from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Fantastic. Looking forward to an action-packed show uh, with you joining us and Chauncey here as well. Welcome back to the program, first off.
2: Uh, Wonderful to be here this Saturday morning.
1: One of the many voices you hear, Chauncey's and Jeff, uh, many of your staff members. I don't want to miss it. I never mention their names because I always forget somebody. That's right. We're growing constantly too. And a good report uh, twice a day, WISN during the Mark Belling show, three and 5 p.m. news blocks, you do those market updates. So the latest on day-to-day market activities, this show, Jeff, gives us a good chance to talk about what you do, what your niche is retirement planning. And that's what we do in the retirement clinic.
0: That's right. If you're close to or already in retirement with $750,000 or more in assets, It's great to give us a call and and, or go online at thekowalway.com. Do you remember those movies? And we've talked about this in the past where they pass time by the calendar flipping days, flipping months, flipping years, flipping seasons.
1: Black and white movies.
0: That's right. And some recent ones too, and Kanto has that, but that's how fast time goes by. I can't believe it's already mid February in 2023. Where's the year gone so far, but if you're planning on retiring sometime this year or next, don't let the calendar pages fly anymore. Uh, give us a call at the Cowal Investment Group two six two five two two forty forty, or go to the dot com, and Heather will get you on the schedule for a, a complimentary a review with one of our fiduciary advisors. But again, I, I just think about how fast time goes by and. Uh, you see it with your kids, you see it with your families and everything. It just You want to stop time, but it doesn't happen. So at least get your planning in place. If you plan on retiring this year or next year, get online uh, and request an appointment at com or give us a call.
1: Now that the Super Bowl is in the rearview mirror, I always look at things sports related. Okay, now it's almost the end of winter, Jeff. I'm getting excited, <laughs> right? Spring training, I think, is going on already. At least oh, pitchers yeah. and
0: last week, the pitchers and catchers report on Wednesday and then the uh, started practice on Thursday. So it's uh, it's going to be
1: here before you know it. Jeff, uh, we talk about your locations often. We'll start the show by just giving a little background. The Kowalway.com K-O-W-A-L is the website. Please check it out for a lot of information. You can also call with any questions. We'll give out that number throughout the program. But you have locations as well with Waukesha being your headquarters, Port Washington. You're in Phoenix, Arizona. Racine and Heartland has been the latest addition. You can do virtual meetings. You can meet and talk about retirement, Jeff, any which way you so choose. That's
0: right. Our Lake Country office in Racine, great location. Our world headquarters in Waukesha, Phoenix, anywhere is good. And again, it's important to get just get it on the schedule. Get something started for your retirement planning. No matter where you are, if you got beat up in the markets, if you're a do-it-yourselfer that's tired of doing it yourself, or if you have assets scattered all over, time to get those all together and start working with the Coal Investment Group.
1: How many, start how many years, Jeff? Uh, 30, can I guess? Well, it's 35, right? It's the big well, it's 36 one Thirty-six
0: this year. Yeah, it's 36 that we've been at the Coal Investment Group. Uh, 22 years this year be doing the radio show. So that's and actually it's a it's a 27 years, I think, uh, since we started doing Mark Belling's uh, business reports, too. So it's been a while. 1997, we started doing the business reports. 2001, started doing a radio show started Kowal Investment Group in 1987. So we've been doing retirement planning, specializing in that for the last 36 years.
1: You talk about that calendar flipping over on those old movies. That's that's what's going through my mind right now. How time, and are you ready for time? In other words, your retirement. So Jeff, laying the groundwork for the rest of the show, Aaron Kowal joining us for the boss segment. We've got the sexy segment with wealth management and preservation on our mind. That's all ahead of us. Where do you want to start the program?
0: Well, Chauncey's going to start us off by talking about retiring in uncertain times, and it's a very timely topic for him. So why don't you get going with that, Cha- Chauncey?
2: Yes, I will. I found a very uh, interesting article we actually had on our website for a little while. Um, Is retiring in uncertain times, the do's and don'ts. Uh, so there's a few different things I'll go through, some things you should do, some things you shouldn't. I guess we'll kick it off by starting with the first thing you should do, and that's focus on what's your, in your control. Attempting to predict an unpredictable or control an uncontrollable situation is going to cause you an insane amount of stress, right? No one can control what's going on in the economy. No one can control the markets. Um, So what are some of the things that you should keep in mind that are within your control, right? The first thing is just mentally preparing for that uncertainty, right? Sitting down, think, all right, the market's not going to go up every single day. Things aren't always going to be running the economy. Great. Uh, if it wasn't, our job would be a heck of a lot easier. Um, but it's never going to be that way.
1: But, you know, when the good times are going on, though, Troncy, when you're in one of those famous bull runs and mm-hmm. every day seemingly going up, you know that's not going to continue. It can't. It's like your football team going eight straight wins. It's not going to continue.
2: Exactly. Um, it's. But in the back of your mind, it always has to be the right that it's not going to continue. And, and some people, after a while, especially like, Previously, you go back before 2020, the 10 years in a row of basically really good markets, um, people just got used to it, right? And you got you, you weren't used to the volatility of the markets going up and down and uh, what we experienced in 2020. And then this last year, um, things have been pretty good to start this year, but we'll knock on wood to that one. But hopefully they continue, but it's not always going to be like that. Um, next one is just and the good question, ask yourself, am I confident in my ability to adapt to con- changing conditions? And then also, have you discussed your goals or worries or contingencies with maybe your spouse or your partner, whoever that may be? Um, just making sure, all right, if if this happens, you know, do we have to change our plan? Uh, what are things that we can do to um, prepare for the situation where the market's down, things like that? And the last one that you'll find is a theme throughout this article is, Uh, discussing your plans with a financial professional, right? We can help take some of the emotion out of some of those decisions. Um, You know, when the markets are down, you don't want to panic and sell or anything of that nature. Um, Your advisor can be there to help you just kind of take a step back, evaluate where things going. And, you know, most importantly, having a plan in place that's adaptable. Um, We do things, and I'll talk about a little bit more, and I know Jeff will later as well, about about creating a cash flow, right? You know, what is – what does my plan look like if there's a drop in the market when I retire? Um, is it still sustainable? Am I going to have to work longer, or save more? Those different variables that are going on there.
1: You know, earlier you mentioned this, and Jeff, you can chime in too, your thoughts on what's in your control and what's not in your control, right? We can, Personally, I can't control... Inflation, I can't control if there's a recession or not, a bear market, a bull market. But there are things I can do with my portfolio, certain planning things. And over the years, Jeff, sometimes you said the advice is to do nothing. Is- that's that's a great point. You have a good memory with that, Paul. Very good.
0: <laughs> well, and what we try to do, and one of the key things that Chauncey mentioned, is to take the emotion out of the market. You know, some people will say I'll just throw money into an index fund or do something. You know, I'll do it on my own. But the problem comes up when the market goes down and it isn't doing as well. We saw the S&P 500 go down 20% last year. Well, that's an emotional roller coaster if somebody's just doing it themselves. So that's where we try to hold your hand and say, geez, is it time to rebalance? Is it time, you know, you don't want to get out at that particular time selling it. Uh, at a discount, selling your life savings at a discount. So why would you do that? So that's when, when Chauncey mentioned taking some of the emotion out of the market, that's a big thing that we work with with our clients.
2: Yeah, and that segues per- perfectly into the first don't of the article and that's giving in into fear, uh, right? By giving in into fear, the article says, you're just making an emotional decision that can be damaging to more than just your investments, it can be damaging to the choices you make now, can ripple throughout your entire retirement. Um, and some of the th- good questions it has here to ask is, am I checking my account balances too frequently, right? Every day during the day, I say, oh, what's the market doing today? What's going on in my 401k? And I always say it a lot, but if that's something that's going to bother you every single day, don't look at it. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like kind of the wrong thing to say is just, oh, just don't don't watch it. Uh, but You're not saying put your head in the sand and, and forget about no. the world
1: and your retirement plan. Of course, you can't forget about it. But should you be checking it two times a day?
2: No, no. It's, you, you'll drive yourself crazy trying yeah. to watch it. No, oh, the market was up, and then oh, it was down. And what's that doing to my portfolio? You'll just drive yourself absolutely. Although when insane. it does
1: go up, it is kind of fun to
2: check the balance. Oh, it is right. It, it, maybe <laughs> if it's a day you know the market's been really good, and yeah. you, I'll take a peek today, and it makes mm-hmm. it makes you feel good like I'm
1: doing the right thing.
2: Yes, exactly, and that and that can be you know reinforce your saving and, and your planning as well. Um, another good question to ask yourself is do I have a clear emotion free decision making strategy for my finances and that's where my I just mentioned as the Jeff taking some of the emotional um, emotional part out of it by using by working with an advisor then also are you chasing trends too much right if at the end of last year you looked and you're like oh it should be in energy stocks and value stocks and you kind of missed the ride right it's Beginning of the year, oil prices went up a ton. That was crazy. Value stocks held up really well. Well, if you got in those at the end of the end of the year, you miss kind of how growth stocks have come back. All right. Tech stocks have come back. Um, so trying to chase those trends is, is, is really going to kind of mess with you. And you're always going to kind of be lagging behind on uh, everything that's going on. You hear about this all the time, Jeff, chasing a
1: stock, something's hot, so you go after it. And then you're and then something else gets hot and you go after that and you're always kind of a step behind is that trying to time the market and is that a good or bad thing
0: it's somewhat timing the market but it's more like chasing a trend and as you mentioned earlier and Chauncey mentioned and sometimes it works most times it doesn't because as even when Chauncey mentioned it, the, the market doesn't go up every day the market doesn't go down every day same thing with those types of stocks um, and we what we try to do when we rebalance portfolios, is try to anticipate where the market's going to be better. Now we cover all bases, so we, we we look at asset allocation. So you will have value stocks, you will have growth stocks, you will have bonds, but what we try to do is if we have an emphasis one way or the other, we'll try to go towards those that have been a little bit less robust, let's say, recently, and have the potential to do a lot better, as Chauncey
2: mentioned. Yeah, exactly, and you hit the, the nail on the head there, Jeff. And one thing I was gonna mention is giving in to fear you know, we, we've been talking about quite a bit. You know, if you saw at the end of last year, you were freaking out. People said there's going to be a recession. The markets are going to be down. Oh, my gosh. You sold, you know, at, at during the third quarter last year. Well, since October, um, I have some notes here. That Since September 26, when the Dow was at a low point, it's gone up 19%. The S&P's been up 15. The Nasdaq's been up 12. Even bonds have gone up a little bit, over 2.5%. And well, that's not a ton, the yields on those bonds are a heck of a lot better. Um, the average yield is about 3.5% now. Um, it's gone up about 2%, uh, more than you could get about two years ago, uh, when you're barely getting a little over 1% interest on your bonds throughout the year. So it's kind of staying the course, uh, you know, making those small moves, but never completely divesting yourself of the market because, oh my gosh, it's down and I need to sell.
1: Oh my God. Over the years, Jeff, the times that we've talked about that, when you hear friends say, I'm, I'm getting out, I just, this market's too volatile or it's been down, 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 I better get out. That's probably the worst thing you could do. There's a term for that. It's called capitulation.
0: And it means when the small investor decides that I've just had enough, I'm throwing in the towel called so they sell everything it's capitulation and that's almost a sure sign that the market's going to go up
1: <laughs> that it's going to go up uh, that that's a big word by the way jeff i like that word capitulation
0: I appreciate that yeah
1: jeff kowal <laughs> joining chauncey wise and sell in studio hey we mentioned we give out your phone number for questions anything on the show that you have a question about, or you've got your own retirement planning questions, reach out to the COWAL Investment Group, 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. You can also submit questions online, and you set up your website, Jeff, recently to make that very easy, and that website, the Uh Any kind of thoughts, Jeff, on what Chauncey started out the show with today? Uh, good advice. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: If we have a little bit more time, I want to just expand on that a little bit, uh, because what we look at is real life situations. And for some reason, and this may have to carry over into the next segment as well, Paul. So let me know how we're doing on time, but you might live, uh, the, the wall street journal and Barron's both had articles on the same day that talked about, you might live longer than you think your, than you think and your finances might not. And the other one was, you could live to 100. The trick is not running out of money. So you talk about longevity, and when we work with our clients, we look at real-life situations, and we saw this years and years ago where and we joke in our office that you could screw up and live a long time. <laughs> that's what happens you know if you if you live a long time and you've only planned for life expectancy only, and right now uh, it's gone down a little bit because of COVID. life expectancy now for males is 79 for females is 81, so it's gone down a little bit. And if you plan for 81 or 79 and you actually live till 90, 92, 95, which is likely, what do you do? You have to make sure that you plan for that. So we do plan for that uh, with our clients. And there's another kind of quirky thing that says, well, when you make it to a certain age, your chances of making it longer is better. In other words, if you look at life expectancy to zero, it's 79, 81. If you've made it to 65, well, your chances are pretty good. You're going to live longer than that. So it's it's kind of interesting how the life expectancy goes and how it affects longevity, how long you're actually going to live.
1: All the people in their mid-60s right now driving on the freewares. Yes, this is good news for us. <laughs> you've made it so far. Yeah, that, there's Jeff, I think there's truth to that, right? Uh, you see people living, I mean, 100 years ago, In the early 1900s, you did not see people living into their 90s or even hitting 100. And now you see these stories on TV, so-and-so lived to 100, 101. Uh, Is it average? No. Like you said, the average is about, what, high 70s for males? Uh, 79 for males,
0: 81 for females now. It used to be two years older for each.
1: So due to medical technologies and just, you know, uh, medicine over the years advancing, we're living longer. So you must be prepared, and certainly you don't want to run out of money. That might be the worst thing that you can do. Another thing, Jeff, I should chime in, you never know what curveball life is going to throw at you. Will you need long-term care? Will you be in hospice care? Those things cost money.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a big reason. Health care in general, but especially those types of uh, home health care assisted living Nursing home, those are types of things that can devastate a family, um, especially have a, a certain amount of wealth. And that's one of the things that Chauncey does especially well with his calculations to see, do you have to have insurance? Do you have enough assets? And we do that with, uh, uh, with a cash flow projection. And we always take into account bad timing scenarios, both for the market and for health care. What happens if you do have an event like that that's going to last four or five years or longer? Does a surviving spouse have enough money to carry on? So we do that. We're conscious about that for a long time.
1: We don't have crystal balls, but Chauncey, do you take into account inflation as well when you do financial planning and retirement planning?
2: Yeah, we do. Whenever we run kind of cash flow analysis that Jeff mentioned, there's tons of different variables that we can put in there. One that we always put in there for every single expense is inflation. Um, you know, prior to the last year or so, we were running around a little over 2%, which was kind of the Fed's target rate. Uh, we decided to up it to 3% over long-term. Oh, uh, you're listening to someone uh, talk at an event the other day said over the last six years, inflation's averaged about 3%. So it's come up a little bit on average. So we've, we've incorporated that into the plan, and you see that with, uh, if we put that long-term care expense in there, okay, well, it's $10,000 a month today is not $10,000 a month in the future, 15 years from now. Exactly.
1: And You just think, I mentioned 100 years ago, um, What's the spinoff of Yellowstone? 1923, I think it is. That's a fascinating series. I've only watched a couple episodes. When, Jeff, you put things in a big picture a hundred years ago, transitioning from horse and buggy to the automobile. That's where we are at. Look at what's happened in a hundred years.
0: Now, you're aware that Yellowstone is not a documentary, right? <laughs> I just I, want to clarify that it is isn't
1: It's fiction. But Uh, but,
0: even if you look at when social security started, the life expected there, they started at 865 because nobody was living to 65. So they figured they'd never have to pay out that much. Social security wouldn't have to. Well, people are blowing through that now. Uh, But that was 50, 60 years ago that social security was started. Um, And again, they, they had this date set because people weren't living that long. And now they certainly are.
1: Would you agree there's more tools now for retirement than ever before, Jeff, with, with the advent of the Roth and their 401k plans? You know, growing up, all I heard of was a pension plan and, and Social Security, and that was kind of it.
0: Sure. Now There are there a are few inferior companies with pension plans. And I think after the break, I'm going to go to through this article because it has some things like that. The, the number of people that are living on Social Security alone has gone up. Uh, 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 I'll touch on that right now. Financial advisors, let's see, social security. uh, Mostly people were living on social security and personal savings. And many people were outliving the latter. were outliving their personal savings. Among those ages, 65 to 69, 18% receive over 90% of their income from social security by age 80. That rises to 33%. So 33% of people, uh, over age 80, receive 90% of their income from social security. A third. That's pretty real. See, I'm pretty yeah, good at math.
1: Absolutely. 33%. <laughs> A third that's of Americans. Very, very, well, that's <laughs> impressive. But Jeff, that's um, for most of us, let's be honest, social security alone is not going to be close well, enough. Won't
0: be. No. Oh, yeah. Do we have more tools now? Yes, but you have to be aware of it and you have to take advantage of it. Fortunately, a lot of people, even especially the next generation, once they find jobs, <laughs> if they do, if they're out of their parents' basement, and they find jobs, they are putting money regularly and aggressively into retirement plans. So that's been very rewarding, and maybe that's just a, a biased sample of kids of our clients and you know next generation coming up that they are well aware that they have to uh, put money away on a consistent basis, and so that's a that's a big plus. And yeah, Social Security will be there. They talk about you know the, the, the Republicans want to get rid of it. That's not going to happen. They they don't want to get rid of it for one, and two, it's not an entitlement. You've been putting money in, and the next generation is putting money in, also. So it will be there in some form. You have to be aware of that. But that can't be the only thing. There there have to be changes to it to make sure it lasts forever too.
1: One thing you said, I know we got a break, but Jeff, over the years you said it's such a political. Uh, hot potato uh, to get involved with even mentioning cutting social security. And yet it came up in the state of the union address with, you know, Biden accusing some, that was the most animated that night was right. when oh, <laughs> li- Liar. <laughs>
0: yeah. The, the animated response. That's a good way of putting it. Absolutely. And there's no uh, appetite for Republicans to, to do something. Now sometime in the future, they are going to have to do something about it because it is going to run out of money. Uh, but that's not on the table right now when you're talking about the debt ceiling. Not at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, Jeff. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got the Boss segment with Aaron Kowal talking to you, business owners, and your savings and your security. Still to come as a sexy segment. It's about wealth management and uh, preservation. Questions for the Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal and Chauncey Wisensell here uh, till 11 a.m. It's every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. We send you to their website, the Kowal Way com, or call their office at 262-522-4040. We'll be right back on ISN.
3: Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business the secure 2.0 act includes legislation that not only increased ways for americans to save for retirement but also extended support to small businesses that want to help employees prepare for retirement there are numerous changes throughout the secure 2.0 but these five are the must knows for small business owners number one the small business startup credit secure 2.0 increases the startup credit to cover 100 percent of administrative costs Up to $5,000 for the first three years of plans established by employers with up to 50 employees. Number two, expansion of automatic enrollment. Beginning in 2025, 401k and 403b plans will be required to automatically enroll eligible participants, though employees may opt out of coverage. Third, establishes starter 401k plans. Beginning in 2024, employers who do not already offer retirement plans will be permitted to offer a starter 401k plan or Safe Harbor 403b plan to employees who meet age and service requirements. Four, changes part-time worker offerings. Starting in 2025, employers will be required to allow part-time employees to participate in the retirement plan. To qualify, the employee must work over 500 hours per year for two consecutive years. And five, simple employee elective deferral and catch-up limits. Secure 2.0 raises the employee elective deferral limits for simple IRAs and catch-up limits by 10% for employers with no more than 25 employees. That only briefly highlights these must-know changes for small business owners. To learn more about the new legislation and how it, is it has an impact on you and your small business, give our office a call today at 262 522 4040 or visit thekowallway.com.
1: Tireman Clinic, the COWAL Investment Group, headquartered in Waukesha, in addition, Phoenix, Arizona. Port Washington, Papanozaukee County, gotta love that Lake Michigan. The views yeah. of the lake. Uh, Jeff, you're all over the place. Latest uh, location was in Heartland. You have a office in Racine right off the freeway at the Highway 20 exit. So the thekowalway.com with more information. And we just heard from Aaron Kowal with the Boss segment. Every week we do a business owner segment just for you, business owners. And sometimes their retirement plan is their business, Jeff. And maybe it, that's good. Maybe it's not good. But you certainly need yeah, to...
0: Just like we talk about with investments, Uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Even if you, if you love your business and you know your own business inside and out, we've got a lot of business owners that are like that. They can make the most money in their business, but it, but something could happen in the future. You never know. And it's always good to have other alternatives with a retirement plan, with savings outside of retirement. That's what gives you the
1: financial independence to walk away from your business sometime in the future. And we should mention you work with a lot of business owners as well. So if you've got questions for the COWAL Investment Group, 262-522-4040, the overall theme here, Jeff, has been longevity. We're living longer, so you need more money, right? At least you got a plan for that because nobody's got that crystal ball.
0: Well, Chauncey started with talking about retiring in uncertain times. And if you want to, and and I think this is a great source, go to our blog on our website this week, it's six ways to get your reti- get your retirement recession ready. So mention it. Uh, I-, I wanted to make sure I mentioned on the show, but go to the dot Six ways to get your retirement recession ready. So go to that. But we also, when we talk about retirement, when we work with our clients, we talk about um, making sure you don't outlive your savings. That you and um, what we talk about is th- th- there are two articles that came out the same day, one Wall Street Journal, one Barron's, and one of the things they talked about is that life expectancy refers to the average number of years someone will live from a given age, whereas longevity, so life expectancy versus longevity, longevity refers to how long he or she might live if everything goes well, typically expressed as the probability of living beyond a certain age, such as 85, 90, or 95. I mentioned earlier in the show that we You know, we used to run calculations out to age 95. What if you blow through life expectancy and now we're doing it through uh, age 80. Um, So if if there's, there was one statistic and I know you like these, Paul, if, if Joe and Jane are 65, have just retired, don't smoke, and both in excellent health. There is a 46% chance that at least one of them will be alive in 30 years that'd be 95 years old, a 46% chance. So if you hit 65, there's a 46% chance that one of the two will last age 95. And to be sure there's always uncertainty about the death, about death, COVID-19 is a reminder after decades of improvement, life expectancy dropped in 2020 and 2021, according to the Centers of Disease Control. Life expectancy at birth for men had dropped about, 73 years in 2021, uh, uh, uh about down from 75 before the pandemic. And for women, it went from 81 down to 79. So men from 75 down to 73 women from 81 down to 79. Um, there was another statistic that I knew you'd, you'd like Paul. One of the things that you do is that if if you say you're going to live, if you have the feeling that you might live longer, what do you do? How do you make sure you don't run out of money at age 100? You work longer. Well, one of the things is to work longer. And um, the key there is that people, employers need you now. They need your expertise. They need your history of the company. They need all kinds of things. Um, They need the manpower for one, and they're willing to pay for it not only in compensation, but also in time off. And you remember one of our listeners for the longest time, he worked well into his eighties. He was an engineer, Joe was his name. And uh, they said, we want you to stay here. How about if we give you Fridays off? Great. How about if we give you Mondays off? How about if you work remotely? Anything they could to keep him is, is what they did. He knew about the company, he knew the history, he knew what they had tried and failed at. So if they say, well, let's try this. He said, you might not want to do that. And this (laughs) is why. But one is that sticking with stocks, consider an old rule of thumb, subtract your age from 100, and that's the percentage you should have in stocks. Under that rule, a 70-year-old, 100 minus 70, you would have 30% of your portfolio in stocks. That's the old number.
1: Wow. I just did the math myself. I'm 56, so you're saying, Jeff? Obviously, forty, no more than forty-six.
0: Well, that's the, again, that's the old number. With okay. people living longer now, the new one, and this new one has been around for at least fifteen years. It's hundred twenty minus your age is the percentage you should have in stocks. Oh, so a seventy-year-old, hundred twenty minus seventy, you should have fifty percent of stocks. Fifty-six, you have sixty-five percent or so in stocks. Paul, what's the I thinking? Think that's good. That's what well, you, you're going to need stocks. You can't back off on stocks, even as you age. Because again, you could live a long time. And if stocks perform better than anything else, there was a good friend of mine, Hugh Dennison, his dad uh, worked for a dentist, started a Dennison company in Sheboygan. And he, he would always tell me, he said, my dad was 100% stocks. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody be in 100% stocks. But his dad said at 93, he was 100% in stocks because he said, as I look back, it's done better than anything else. Most people, especially if you're not an advisor or investment professional, can't handle the volatility, but he did. So you want to make sure that it, to handle the volatility, you take 120 minus your age and that's kind of the percentage that you should have. And it's just a rule of thumb poll, but you know, that gives you an idea that even at age 70, you should have 50% in stocks.
1: It's the idea uh, that as you age, you get more conservative or should you get more conservative with your investments or is that just a bunch of baloney? The answer is yes to both. <laughs> um, every, everybody's different, um, and I
0: again, I'm. I still have a large percentage in stocks. A lot of my clients still have a large percentage in stocks, but that doesn't mean you can handle the volatility. So that's why the answer is definitely maybe. Got it. <laughs> that a lot of people do back off a little bit as they age. And Chauncey, you can chime in too, that a lot of people do back off as they get a little bit older because they don't want to handle volatility as much anymore. And they start to take money out of accounts rather than accumulating.
2: Yeah, it's one thing, you know, when you're putting in your 401ks and if you see a little bit of dip, okay, at least I'm adding, you know, weekly or biweekly, whenever you're getting paid. Um, And it kind of helps take a little bit of the volatility out because you're kind of dollar cost averaging, adding monthly, or biweekly into your 401k or other investment accounts. Um, so if it's down, well, it's not great, but at least you know, you're buying stocks at a discount, so to speak, right? But um, when you're taking money out and not really putting anything in, it can make it a little bit more challenging. So you know we see a lot of people once they retire maybe back off a little bit, um, but certainly like Jeff said, still keep a significant amount in stocks.
1: And I also like Jeff. We've got a couple minutes before we got a break, but what you said, there's all these rules of thumb of thumbs, rules of thumbs, (laughs) like, you know, the 4% rule, the 60, 40, there's that, is it the rule of 72? And we've discussed all of those over the years, but it still comes down to everybody's different, which is why your advisors sit down and everybody's got probably a different number. How much do I need to retire? That's at the end of the day, isn't that the question? How much do I need?
0: And that's why over the last year and a half, two years, we've seen a lot of new clients come to us because they, think, Oh, this is easy. I'll just use those rules of thumb and We'll eyeball it and say, oh, I'll just do this. And they get whipped around. And they say, I, that doesn't always work for me. <laughs> so they, you have to be careful with that. And, and just wrapping this segment up, Paul, you talked about the new, uh, about working longer. There's a new take on the, uh, work life balance, especially if you might live to 100, the potential for a longer, healthier life creates additional incentives to work longer and to wait to collect on social security. Plus, there are benefits of staying active. The happiest and healthiest people work longer, but work less. And I thought that was kind of interesting that, uh, um, you know, not only are, are people working more, they're working less than that. And that's what we talked about. Okay, fit this time into my schedule. I'll give you Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'll have every Monday and Friday off. I'll work less, but they still get satisfaction of seeing the people there being challenged with their job, things like that.
1: Well, you mentioned an 80 year old that that you knew personally. So if he's good at what he does, he can help out the company and vice versa. Uh, That's just a good situation. Isn't it good to stay socially interactive? Jeff, you know, in in a perfect world, I'd be in here. What? Maybe three days a week. (laughs) You know, the other four, I could go out and golf and do some things like that. Jeff, everybody wants that perfect life that work like three weeks
0: a month off in winter and just working one week a month and yeah that's right everybody tries to adjust it and if you have the ability to do it and the skills to do it that people are willing to pay you for that
1: why not bingo I think that just summed it up if you've got the talents and you're in demand then it's it's a win-win for both sides so but again everybody's got a different situation which is why we urge you to reach out and talk to somebody at the COWAL investment group if you've got questions you can reach them at 262 522 4040 in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Heartland in Racine, Uh From that website, you'll see all the social media links Facebook, Twitter. What am I missing? LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you're on. Yes. You got it all covered. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just go to thekowalway.com, all the insight is there. What did you mention earlier, Jeff? There's a blog up there right now six, six ways to
0: get your retirement.
1: Recession ready. Six ways to get your retirement recession ready. Yeah. So check this website out. It's, it's really, it's really good. And What's the sexy segment about Jeff. We got a break. We'll come back and get to that portion of the program.
0: Well, Biden's got guard your wallet
1: again, I guess is what I can tell you, especially
0: <laughs> if you have a fair amount of wealth, guard your wallet.
1: That's coming up next. Uh, Don't go anywhere. It's always about wealth management and preservation. We call it the sexy segment. As we continue on WISN, this is The Retirement Clinic. That music tells us it's time for WISN's Retirement Clinic and the Sexy segment. By way of background, Jeff, we've been doing this every week, every show for many, many years. It's about wealth management and preserving the wealth.
0: Yeah. uh, When Dave Michaels filled in for you a couple of weeks back, we talked about, well, how did you come up with that? I'm guessing you just went in. It actually was because, um, again, not to be redundant all over again, but. When we used to do the show, we used to do it from 12, 20 to one o'clock. Yeah. That's when Paul Harvey did the first 20 minutes. Ugh. And then when we expanded to a full hour, we had to fill up some time. So we said, oh, let's do this. This is So the, this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. We felt once you've accumulated some wealth, it becomes sexy perhaps. But how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it? and pass it on to your heirs. So that's what this segment is about. Um, and, and Biden is coming after you. He talked about it in the, uh, the State of the Union address. Um, this is a, a, a Wall Street Journal when they were ca- recapping some of the things that he talked about, and he said he wouldn't do anything differently, but that includes, what would you do differently over the last two years? He said nothing. And then he, they said on, on Tuesday, the, the night of the um, uh, State of the Union, he proved it by uh, bringing back some things from the Build Back Better agenda. This includes more enormous enormous tax increases that he couldn't get through even the Democratic Congress. Start with the reprise of his billionaire minimum tax. That's a version of Senator Warren's, Elizabeth Warren's tax on wealth that voters rejected in the 2020 Democratic primaries. No billionaire should pay a lower tax rate than a school teacher or a firefighter. That's what the president said back then. But for starters, it isn't a billionaire tax. And this is where they say guard your wallet because billionaire, that's not me. Well, it says it would apply to households with more than 100 million in accumulated assets. Well, wait a second, I thought it's a billionaire. No, 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 it starts at 100 million. And what always happens is that uh, they'll do the calculations, they'll start taking collecting the tax on wealth and then they'll find out, well, that's not enough. So then we have to go down to those with 50 million, then 10 million, then 5 million. Then we have to tap into IRAs and 401ks and things like that. So anyway, what the thought is that they want to, the, 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 it's unrealized capital gains that they want to hit. This means that if your assets rise in value during a year, you'll pay taxes on that increase, even if you realize no actual gains through the sale. So you have 100 million of assets let's say you have 10 million of assets and it goes up to 11 million, but you didn't sell anything. You didn't do anything. You would have to pay a tax on that additional million of wealth, even if you don't make a trade or make a sale or do anything else. And if you lack ready cash, you might have to sell assets to pay the tax or pay later with interest. So if your assets fell in value, you can't deduct it, but if it goes up, so that's why I use 10 million as an example, you could use hundred million because that's where they're starting it says that, that it's, it's not constitutional because the, the Constitution says you can't tax that wealth. It has to be able to do it uniformly across all the states and that. So anyway, they're talking about doing a, a 1% tax on corporate uh, stock buybacks, too. So the larger Democratic goal here, according to this article, is more political control over private capital. That if you're buying your revenue back, buying your stock back, they want a piece of that. If you have some wealth, they want a piece of that. And they want more and more revenue because he's proposing trillions of dollars in new shows, social spending. That's what he talked about in the State of the Union address, where he wants to restore the full child tax credit. He wants to, um, to do a number of different things. And he's he knows none of this can pass the Republican Congress.
1: I was just going to bring that up. The, the it, Things have changed now in D.C. with the Republican Congress. He may want all of this, but is it going to even... Yeah, you know, get through the first step. Well, Probably right. not.
0: First of all, House representatives, and secondly, there has to be sixty Senate votes to do it. So, why propose it? What do you think, Paul? What's what would be your or Chauncey? What would be your best guess as to why he's proposing all
1: this stuff?
2: Chauncey, go first. I mean, he's just trying to start somewhere, right? He's trying to plant it in people's heads. So, we got to go after people with all this money, and oh, that's not you or it's not me. It's these large corporations that have. All this money that no one could ever really imagine having that much money, and then slowly it's just gonna—I kind of agree with you, Jeff. Trickle down to—that's right—to other people. I
1: was going to answer. It's politics, right? Even though he may not—he knows it's not going to pass. You plant the seed, and uh, maybe enough people out there think, "Yeah, it's all those rich corporations." Jeff, talk about trickle down economics. Yeah, you
0: don't know those. They're just anonymous people. You don't know all these rich corporations or billionaires. I don't know any billionaires, but so let yeah, let's go after them. But it is you you nailed it both you guys did the answer is that that's what he plants a campaign on in 2024. so he says if i win in 2024 this is what i'll do in 2025. um you know and then he's also trying to deter according to this um opinion piece trying to deter primary challengers from a political left like senator warren and bernie sanders so if he's going left to them and propose all this stuff, they say, well, I'll be okay with that. And you know, if he follows through on that, then I won't run for president. So,
1: Man, can you he's see honest. him running for another term, though, in all honesty? I, I just don't see it, Jeff.
0: I do. A lot of people say that he won't, but I can see them propping him up again, him not coming out of his basement and you know, campaigning that way. It worked the last
1: time. Why That's, not do it again? I, I think maybe you're right. If the consultants say, well, listen, it did work last time. Let's do it again. If it's him and Trump again, the country's going to go bananas. I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, He's, he's a proven winner though. Um, uh,
0: But what, what I thought was over the last couple of years, the thing that was one of the most clever things was when Elon Musk says that the guy that's running the company is the guy who puts the information into his teleprompter. That's who's running the country. Isn't that the truth?
1: That is the truth. But it takes somebody to read that teleprompter effectively not say end of page <laughs> <laughs> <Pause>. <laughs> applause here yeah, yeah. oh my gosh if you just go on youtube the blunders the joe biden gaff channel it's just a rabbit hole it's one after another uh so they, that is politics so jeff that's what these proposals are but if they don't pass they don't pass and don't you think um didn't reagan have this belief everything trickles down so even if you're you know, you're not in the richest category of Americans by any stretch of the imagination, but if the corporations are taxed, everything affects everybody else. That's how the country works. That's right. Who do they think makes, provides the jobs? They're talking about adding
0: 300,000 jobs, um, you know, each, each month, who provides those jobs? If you're taxing all those people, where's the money going to come from to provide the jobs for the people that you want to pay taxes? But these are the types of things that, especially when you look at retirement planning, yeah, this is kind of this segment was somewhat political, but it's what, you know, real life, what they're trying to push through yeah. many things they've already pushed through, if not with uh change in the law with executive orders. So you have to be careful if you have lump sums or things that can affect it. If you're concerned about your taxes, if you're concerned about your estate planning you know, some of the things that uh, President Trump's tax cuts are set to expire at the end of 2024, 25. Those are things that you have to pay attention to with regard to retirement planning, social security, estate planning. You mentioned it earlier, Paul, uh, the health care, long term care, nursing home, all these things come into play when you talk about retirement and investment planning.
1: Yep. And when the cost of gas went up to close to five bucks or eggs go up to whatever they're selling for a dozen eggs. That usually affects middle America, the families with kids that are going paycheck to paycheck more than it does the wealthy, Jeff. So I think that's another good example. And of that's
0: that. right. That's why you have all those social issues and other things coming up because the wealthy aren't worried about a dozen things. They don't even go for them. They, they'll somebody else get them for them. So you know, I think that you have to be careful with that, both from a political standpoint and from a real life standpoint, that this is what's going on with people who are looking about retirement. That's why, Chauncey's segment was so you know, good when you're trying to retire uh, heading into a recession or just during difficult times. How do you plan for that retirement? And that's why I think Chauncey nailed it on the head when he started the
1: show. The good stuff as always. Today's Sexy Segment with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. A quick break on the retirement clinic with Jeff Kowal, Chauncey and I'm Paul Cronforce. We'll be right back on WISN. That's wrapping up today's Retirement Clinic. I want to thank Jeff Kowal. Thank you, Jeff Kowal. Great show. Thank you, Paul. And Chauncey Wiesensel, both of the Kowal Investment Group, off the air. How do I reach out to you guys? If you're close to already in retirement, have $750,000
0: or more in retirement assets. If you're, if you're a do-it-yourself or it's tired of doing it yourself, or if you have assets scattered all over, give us a call. Work with one of our fiduciary advisors Give us a call at 262-522-4040 or go to thekowalway.com. That's K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com.
1: Chauncey, thanks for your time today. Pleasure always. Pleasure to be here. And thanks for your um, uh, weekday updates, which come along on WISM Monday through Friday in the 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks during the Mark Belling Show, whether it's Dan O'Donnell filling in or Mark himself. You guys are always there, Jeff, every day with those market updates. Uh, during our newscast. So we thank you for that. And of course, we're back next Saturday with the Retirement Clinic at 10 a.m. Jeff, have a great weekend. Thanks again for another great show. Thanks. You too, Paul. And we thank our listeners for tuning in. Each week, 10 a.m., the Retirement Clinic, thekowalway.com. Check it out. News is straight ahead and your Fox 6 Weekend Weather Forecast.